welcome to a special episode of Quest Fest. Tonight, we tell a story within a story. The tale of the storyteller and his players, as the brave adventurers recount their journey to defeat the mad necromancer, they fight a battle even amongst themselves in the telling. In a sunless town, the dead fear the living. The brave adventurers had all heard tales that spoke of a mad necromancer and his fell assortment of the undead that had settled on the town of Scarburn, a town once green and fertile that found itself beset by monsters around the turn of the century. Rather than lose the town, the citizenry devised a great spell that ripped the very earth asunder and raised a volcano for which the town is now named. Fire rained and lava poured and the monsters that assaulted the town were turned back. But in doing so, the town was entombed as the magma flowed over the shield, it cooled and solidified and became a town encased in stone, with land fertile but dark with soot, and villagers that saw the sun only when they left the gates. That was until the necromancer came. It was with little effort he vanquished the town's defenses, stole its greatest manor, and called forth his hordes of mindless, violent, and ugly undead. At least, that's what the stories say. Now it seems he means to host a great festival. And our four adventurers had decided to attend. But first, let's check in around the campfire. Tonight, all of us will be telling a story. Uh, for those of you who listen to our podcast we have story regularly, you may recall a mechanic from the Misfits where the players... It was the dropouts. Mm-hmm. You may recall a mechanic from the dropouts where the players could affect the story. Today will be no different... 
Today will be completely different. <laughs> Ignore that completely. These are disenchantment tokens, actually. Today, the players will be able to affect the story as much as they want. What? Hmm? Unlimited. To- that's not what I remembers. That is unlimited. No way. Unlimited. That's what she said. (laughs) Unlimited daddy jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Unlimited daddy. Daddy. Unlimited Sam's best. But as with everything, it comes with a price. As Terry Apley put it, it comes with a price. (laughs) Stealing your thunder. Uh, Well, that is somewhat the theme today. All right. So the first time you do so. You will roll a D100. And each time you do so, you will roll. With the DC getting increasingly higher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You are rolling against the narrator. God. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. <laughs> and when you fail, it's narrator's choice. Mm. If, for example, you're in combat and you say, I don't remember there being two zombies i thought there was one but you fail perhaps narrator says that's funny because i remember four mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. what a good so that's the hook today the story shall change or shall it we do not know who's to say god maybe not god brian is god the narrator but maybe not Brian, you Almighty can continue. Almighty all power. Omnipotence granted by Ryan. Yoink. <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> roll a D100. Okay. I want it back. It's over Perhaps there. Perhaps the most important roll of all. So, let's introduce ourselves, shall we? To my left, Justin. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> I was not expecting to go first. Ah. Uh, my character, my cat, ha, my character, starting off real strong. Uh-huh. Uh, my character is uh, Glox Plorpolith. Uh, Plorp for short. Uh, he is a plasmoid paladin. Uh, what was it? Oath of Vengeance. Oath of Vengeance, yeah. He is six foot tall. He is uh, mostly purple. Uh, slime with a kind of an oily sheen on the outside. That's how you can tell he's healthy. It's kind of like when a dog's nose is wet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, uh, And he has a suit of armor uh, suspended inside of him for a uh, visual reference for those at the table and those uh, might be listening at home. Um, Glob from uh, the X-Men, if Kind of like that, except instead of a skeleton with organs and like eyes, it's just a suit of armor inside of a purple plasmoid uh, figure. Passing it down, Ryan. Well, my name's Malice in Chains, honey. And um, I'm a tiefling barbarian and uh, I... And red, and I am horny. I mean, I have horns, and um, I am a he they. Uh, my platform heels are size 11 men's, and I have a very shiny cloak that sometimes turns black. But that's just all about me. 
And Terry? My name is Nick Snary. I am a drow fighter. I am an eldritch knight of the night. Um, I have obsidian skin, stark white hair, and pale lilac eyes. And I like to hit things and do magic and be gay and do crimes. (laughs) (laughs) You too, honey. (laughs) What Terry wants to say is uh, she couldn't pick, so she chose both. Yeah. And Cameron? (laughs) Well, my name is Dr. Thaddeus Boudreau. I'm a variant human. Uh, two levels of warlock and five levels of wild magic sorcerer. He might be just a simple country lawyer. <laughs> I might, <laughs> I might be a small, small town lawyer, but <laughs> um. <laughs> now see, uh, look at here, son. I uh, so Doc, as I will refer to him. Is a very inhuman, uh, like almost Tim Burton art style. E he's like tall and thin, but like pudgy belly and um, like white dress shirt with the sleeves rolled up and a pinstripe vest and pants and uh, all a little bit unkempt. Uh, um, and he's a voodoo doctor. Mm-hmm. Cameron touches on a theme. If today, as we paint a word picture for you, you're envisioning any, imagine late 90s Disney, but with a Tim Burton twist. For our fan artist, all (laughs) zero of you, uh, if you want to draw this, uh, please email them to insert business email here. I would request any art of Plorp be done in the style of Scooby-Doo. Mm. <laughs> also a fair. That's what I think. Yeah. That's good. It's also, also at the, the email's questfestpod at Gmail. That's true. I want the like over-sexualized uh, female armor that won't do anything. That's the style I want. Boob windows galore. <laughs> yes, please. Only boob windows. Boob what? Nene. Nah, nah. Boob French doors. <laughs> <laughs> Boob open concept kitchen. (laughs) This is the preview right here. What is happening? (laughs) We're friends that don't get to spend enough time together. Now we're talking about boobs. So, so players, you have your new mechanic. Any questions about it before we get started? No. Don't think so. Mm -mm. In that case... The story begins around a campfire, surrounded by darkness. The air is cold. And the only evident sound is the campfire crackling. It's a dark night. And the campfire provides little in the way of illumination. Your traveling companions are each well hidden in the shadows that dance and flicker in accord to the small flame's whim. Suddenly, 
A shrill voice pierces the night. It's an expected disturbance, but no less a bothersome one. But I want a story! So howls this child that you've been writing with for days. It's become a nightly ritual. (laughs) Will it ever shut up? What's the child's name? The child is a mewling thing. Thin and pale. Covered in road dirt. It looks up to each of you with deep, inset eyes, tears falling along dark crevices, and snot leaks from a turned-up nose. As its eyes flicker, though, with anticipation. The mother stares listlessly, exhausted from another day of travel, and her body shudders with the effort to stay upright even as she holds the child. Her fair skin cutting a stark outline against a starless sky. I want to hear about the Scarburn Fair! They, the parent and child, look toward your group expectantly, and your companion, a tall, dark man, etched in the silhouette of a silvery moonlight, despite the too dark sky, opens a mouth revealing white, shining teeth. Well, I suppose it can't hurt to tell a story. Shall we? The narrator stands with a gesture. The fire grows dim, and from his hand, mist forms and begins to bellow. It begins with the Frightening Four, or, as they were called at the time, the Living Ones. They await to be allowed entry to the city gates. Around them, black-red earth stretches as far as they could see, and to the south, large swaths of crops high with corn sit uncollected. To the west and the east, travelers lined as far as the eye can see, and to the north, a massive, blackened structure, hundreds of feet high and even more wide. It appears solid with no visible openings, save for a single gate of ornate metal and what appears to be a blue-white barrier large enough for two carriages to enter. And as with all good stories, we begin with a joke. The floor is yours. Wait ten minutes while I think of a joke. (laughs) Hold on, let me Google. (laughs) It doesn't have to begin with a joke. 
I was like, Oh, you're going to tempt us to use these shits, aren't you? (laughs) It started with a scream. Roll a D100. Mm-hmm. 38. 38. A shrill, piercing scream from behind the party draws their attention. And behind them, you see what appears to be a young man playing a trick on a young woman having snuck up behind and scared her. A fake sword lies in his right hand, and he looks to be smiling maliciously. Um, Doc would like to use Mage Hand and pull his pants down. (laughs) (laughs) And therein lies the joke. (laughs) (laughs) The pants fall. I should make you roll for this, but I won't. And the young man reveals... Uh, tidy whities in an age when they shouldn't be made. <laughs> Does he trip? He trips, and the young woman whose uh, tears had been rolling down her face laughs at him with a crackling, young, childlike wonder and looks around to see who her benefactor might be. <laughs> that will teach you to treat the lady that way. <laughs> Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) The small boy looks back at you, uh, tears on his face, wide, almost fearful of the group. I'm sorry. It's all right. Just don't do it again. He nods frantically. And you move forward, the queue shortening as you get closer and closer to the gate. Around you, as the group moves forward, the road is alive with gossip. I heard there's to be a grand announcement at the fair. I heard that all of the previous residents were eaten and each of their bodies seeded to make more undead. They say that the necromancer's appearance is so handsome uh, that to see him is to love him. And that's why the town fell so easily. I don't care who he is. He can't be worse than the king. And at least this fella is putting food on my plate instead of taking coin from my pocket. Soon enough, the group stood before the gates. Here, a small legion of armored men with the insignia of Scarburn go back and forth between carriages and groups. As you approach, two break off, and they approach you. State your business. Um, well, we're going to the fair, of course. I see. Belongings. Yep, we've, we've got them. <laughs> The guard makes an unamused look. Anything to declare? (laughs) I do declare. (laughs) And see. (laughs) All right. Uh, This was a great 20 minutes, guys. Uh, Yep. 
I do declare that all of my belongings are present here for you to see. Uh, you see um, the guard look over each of you, and he pulls a pair of spectacles from his uh, pocket and places them. You may roll arcana or perception. Hmm. Or both. Oh, I got a six. 19. Oh, whoa. Hold on. 23. 16. And is this, <clears throat> and is this arcana or perception? Uh, perception. Arcana. Arcana perception. for. Okay. Perception allows you to, those, you both rolled high enough. I did not. What'd you roll? I got a six. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I thought you said 16. No, I did. Ah, sorry. I see. For perception, Plorp notices that um, as they put on the spectral, a small aura appears and their eyes seem to be darting to each of your magical items in time. Those with Arcana recognize an enchantment, uh, detect magic, laced with what appears to be identify. I do declare that all of my belongings should stay where they belong. You see the guard is making uh, notes, um, and he doesn't say anything. He just nods his head as he appears to be uh, to give it to Plurp. You notice he is writing down what each of the belongings are. Uh, it's just uh, insurance. He uh, finishes, and you see him tuck his quill back into his uh, armor, and as you look closer, you realize that this guard, though wearing weaponry, has a great deal of paperwork on him. Hmm. In fact, several parcels. And as he sort of finishes his own note-taking, he pulls out paperwork and begins handing it to each of you in turn. Please uh, read this. He hands out what appears to be a small stack of paperwork that seemed to be roughly 50 to 60 pages. <laughs> uh, poor takes a stack wetly. <laughs> wetly? <laughs> Are you not wearing the... Why am I acting like no one knows? Are you not wearing the circlet? <laughs> oh, no, not at this time. Okay, cool. That's fine. Yeah. I just want to make sure. You take them wetly. Are, are you uh, moist from Dr. Horrible? Oh my god. Have you seen Dr. Horrible? Okay. <laughs> it's been a long time. Well, no, it's it's I mean No, I know. It's, yeah. It's just when you touch things, you leave like skin behind. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's happening here. It's just wet. But more wet. Yeah. When you do it, it's dry. When I do it, it's wet. It's that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doc reads all the paperwork. Oh my what god. What does he read, Brian? <laughs> uh essentially. Essentially, no, I would like to know verbatim. Oh <laughs> I'm just fucking around. I'm just going to the podcast close. Uh, after Doc reads all the paperwork. Doc's not reading all that fucking paperwork. No. Does anyone oh read God. all the paperwork? Malice doesn't read a damn thing. Nope. Nobody reads Plorp, the paperwork. Plorp skims it. Plorp, Plorp's it. like, this guy's dumb. Shove <laughs> it in my backpack. Uh, there are no intellect characters here, I suppose. Um, does it need to be signed? Hmm? Does it need to be signed? <laughs> yeah. So on the last page, there is a place for signatures. Cool. Um, Doc pro- signs it, Beverly Sinclair. Okay. <laughs> uh, Continue. Um, 
Does everyone else sign it? And if so, do you sign with your name? Malice signs with like an X. Okay. Um, I probably just jump to the last page, see that it requires a signature, and just sign my first name. Uh, yeah, Plurple, we'll go to the last page and very clumsily sign it. Perfect. Um, but like in cursive that you can't read. Pause. I have to remember how to do a voice. Uh, yeah. It's the hardest. <laughs> I know, Brian. We've been doing it the whole time. <laughs> a lot of voices. <laughs> I did like four in a row that were almost different. Almost. Almost <laughs> different. After you've handed the paperwork back, uh, a second, more elderly looking guard approaches. Ah, are you done with the rules? The younger guard says, uh, no, I hadn't started. Okay, okay. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get him through it. <clears throat> please, uh, please listen uh, to the rules. Now, there's to be no fighting. Can I start uh, say, walking in? No. Damn it. <laughs> if you do, the younger guard will say nope. Okay. Just stand here and listen to Peter Falk. <laughs> <clears throat> now, uh, now, there's to be uh, uh, no fighting, save for the exhibits or attractions. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> costumes are to be worn at all times. Uh, please do not try to dispel magic on yourselves as it ruins the fun and there are precautions in place. Uh, now, the great necromancer wishes for all to have a good time. And if uh, if your needs are being unmet, he looks directly at Plurp. By standard protocol, uh, please feel free to stop at any inn and speak with uh, a customer service representative. Uh, now, the fair is dangerous, so uh, I will need you to sign the paperwork. I see some of you have. Uh, this states that in the event of your death or danger, uh, what you would like to happen to your bodies. So, we can provide resurrection at the cost of gold or diamonds on your person. If you don't have any, we can provide an undeath for a simple 10% of your remaining accents. <clears throat> However, if you do not give us your proper name, uh, all of your belongings, and whatever body you are returned to will be with whatever has this name. <laughs> can I, may I see that, that <laughs> paperwork, please? I would also like to see mine, please. <laughs> yep. Give me, give me, give me. Yeah. Hey, he hands it back as though he expected this. I just you. forgot to dot the dot the T's and cross the I's. If you if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So he started as Peter Falk, and then it kind of transitioned into Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Crystal is what I was going for, but I got country for a second. I don't know. This is hard. <laughs> I will sign my last name in cursive that you cannot read, but it is my name. Close enough. Now, uh, to exit with your tickets, you must survive the fair. Uh, But uh, to win, you must find the necromancer and solve the puzzle. Oh, uh, oh, uh, one more thing. Uh, Tickets one can only be exchanged uh, here. And he points to uh, what appears to be a small kiosk on the outside of the building. One you had not noticed until he pointed it out. Uh, thank you, and uh, I'll take that paperwork. Thank you, thank you. He takes the paperwork from Plorp, draws his hand back. Thank you. 
It's not weird. Don't make it weird. (laughs) (laughs) Have fun at Scarborough. Mama! A piercing, shrieking cry again breaks you out of the almost trance. Time to go. God, that kid. Back in the dark surrounding the campfire. The narrator stops and the fog also stops. The narrator stops as the child wails. He looks impatient. This part is boring. I, I want to hear about um um the the devils. No, no, the mirror. No, the skeletons. The narrator looks at the child and the child sort of abruptly stops. Who's telling the story? But then before proceeding turns to these shadowy figures, you. So what would we like to tell him? Mm. Devils. <laughs> and devils it will be. We want to go straight up to the necromancer. <laughs> the fog began. 80% speed run. I'd like to tell him about the part where I stole the necromancer's spell book. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fog bellows as the first to reply. We're going to devils. And the colors around you turn red. Visages of horned such creatures, and suddenly, the living ones entered the inn. It was a humble place, dressed in the aesthetic of the willfully proud, but poor. Expensive linens that would have been fashionable years ago dress the staff, all black save for orange and accents. The table and bar, all made from some dark stone material that seems to glimmer with inset lines of red and glass. Each of the staff wear a mask of red and long extending horns. What do you do? We're in an inn. A tavern in, in fact. Get a drink. Look, Malice, someone else is horny. (laughs) Yay, my people. (laughs) They sat and a server approached them. So, shining teeth, they smile and their mask reflects the red skin matching the movements that you see almost underneath, as though a split second behind. Are you here to make a deal? I mean, I was just here to get a drink. What kind of deal? The first one just cost coin. If you're looking to eat. Eh. Drink? What's the other option? Oh, I can make you many a deal. I'm listening. What do you desire? A drink? Death. Well, that one is easy. One drink, 
One death. I'm just looking to find the necromancer. Information. Um. I, what? Uh, what? What's on the menu? <laughs> like, what, what options are there? <laughs> the server begins to give an exhaustive <laughs> list of options. Everything you have ever dreamed soup of. Soup of the day. Cool, 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 cool. Soup. Grilled cheese. <laughs> 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 the server gives a bold smile. And one grilled cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking French toast. <laughs> Just love the change of death to grilled cheese. Drink <laughs> death. Grilled cheese. Information and a grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. <laughs> can you imagine going to the drive-through? Uh, hi, can we get one drink, one uh, death? Is that right? Death. De- death. death. Okay, yeah. one death. Um, some information and the uh, weird one wants a grilled just cheese. A, a grilled That's cheese. So weird. Can I get a basket? Yeah, with a basket. Yeah. A side of information. <laughs> it's exactly. It's the death and a basket, please. I need some fries with my dad. Mm-hmm. One diet death, please. I don't know. No cheese cards. Cheese cards. No onions, please. <laughs> Hold the pickle. <laughs> Who's paying for this? <laughs> I think I am because death. Speaking of which. Mm-hmm. The server returns with having been about. 10 minutes. During that time, guests have entered, have left, served, and been served. He sets a glass down in front of Doc. It is blue with white mist fluttering over the edges. That's one gold for one drink. Cool. Yeah, Doc just gives him a gold piece. Okay. I can't think of why this is good, cool yet. <laughs> I just ordered a drink. <laughs> to, uh, to, <laughs> to port a perfect grilled cheese. The very smell of it drives you near mad with even more salivating from your eternally wet mouth. <laughs> Plorp, put put it away. (laughs) Start sweating. Plorp just takes it and just slowly inserts it into his body. (laughs) It stays floating. It does. It stays suspended. Oh, yeah. That's going to do it for a good, like, three, four hours. Yeah. (laughs) Malice just, like, puts her, their hand just, like, over the area where the grilled cheese is. Like, is that, is that okay? It's going to be slowly digesting. Oh, God, I see it. It's just slow. Okay, yeah. anyway. She's kind of little beats. flecks of food yeah, disintegrating just, from... <laughs> Ew, is that the, the glob of cheese? It's just... Okay. Mm. I don't, you know what? I don't point out how gross your digestion is, so like... That's because mine's not viewable, honey. That'll be one gold. That is really steep for a grilled cheese. Grilled cheese is steep. Uh, so, plurp, hands over gold. Malice, mm. the server places in front of you a small clay figurine. Ooh, this is adorable. <laughs> that immediately utters a piercing shriek, cries out. 
Roll a wisdom save. 13. You fail. Mm. Your heart <gasps> breaks as this small clay figure dies in front of you. And you begin to weep uncontrollably. <laughs> so pretty. Why? Why? Well, that was fun. That's fucking dark, man. <laughs> That'll be one gold. I'm not dead, though. You ordered death. Death you received. Hands over gold begrudgingly. And last... Information on the necromancer you seek. One question you shall have. What is your question? Where shall we find him? Why, in his tower, of course. That's not worth a gold piece. <clears throat> but said the price was, if refused, another can be made. But this time, it is taken, not earned. Huh? That didn't make any sense, Brian. I got lost in it. Give me a second. <laughs> Roll back the tape. <clears throat> if the price is too steep, another bargain will be asked, but this time it will be taken, not earned. Hmm. Gold or blood? I very much don't want to play your game, but I'm just going to give him a gold piece. He takes it with a flourish and a smile. You're in a fair. Fairs are all about games. Mm -hmm. Does anyone want a second course? No. <laughs> just wanted a drink. I just wanted death. I didn't get it the way I wanted it. A hollow thud resonates from the room behind the inn. Or, sorry, behind the bar. The inn is the thing you're in. The bar is an object in the inn. Behind the bar, a hollow thud resonates through a door. The... Staff, stiffen. Apologies. Uh, I'll be back. The devil server leaves and returns to the back room, leaving you alone in the inn. There's no one else in there? No longer. Those guests who were here before seem to have left, served, and been content. Hmm. Can I roll uh, something to figure out what his drink is that he got? Uh, that would be an arcana. I was going to say... You haven't drank it yet, correct, Doc? I have not. I was going to say Arcana. Oh, you got a nat 20. Uh, you recognize it as... Kool-Aid. Kool <laughs> Poison Kool-Aid. <laughs> uh, no, you recognize it as a uh, shimmering cocktail. Um, an elfish spirit said to imbue luck on those who drink it. I drink it. You have one luck point. Uh, like as in the feet, upon rolling a d20, you may choose to use the results of this roll instead. So basically I have one, excuse me, ow, luck point to use. So if you roll a d20, it's, a, it's say a two. Without knowing the results of the roll, if it succeeded or failed, you can choose to roll again. One free reroll, kid. One free reroll. Yes. Okay. Can I do a perception check on uh, when they were going back behind the bar and maybe like see what what's what was behind that door? Sure. Never mind. 
Oh, if only you had a luck point. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, everyone, uh, I've, I've had my drink. You've had your grilled cheese. Very good. Still having it, I see. You've had it. I'm not making you look. Why, why is everybody making this weird? <laughs> After all this time, it's ones? still strange. Okay, you, okay, fine. You know what? You know what? And he takes the circlet of uh, human visage Aww. and like pops it on. It's like you've lost your chance to look. What does he no, look like? No, we accept you for who you are. You don't have to go hiding anything. Clearly, you don't. We do. <laughs> I mean, look at me. I just didn't want to see your grilled cheese, okay? Well, now you don't have to. <sighs> Does Plorp's human form just look like Justin? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking, too. So, the description of the circlet of, what is it, human perfection? Mm-hmm. Um, it is the perfect human. It, well, that's that's the descriptor. Is like you turn into an attractive human of average height and build, because Plorp is a an ooze. In my mind, the circlet has to work harder, so uh, the person who comes out of it is average looking. So you are literally getting the most average human out of it. So, yeah, he probably looks like me. <laughs> no, no, don't. It's the circlet of perfectly average. <laughs> Mediocre at best. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Mid. (laughs) Mid range. From the corner, you hear a voice. My God. That was the most despicable body shaming I have ever seen. Thank you. I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're all saying. You, you, you body shamed him. I was shaming the grilled cheese, not... Can I point my longbow at the corner? (laughs) (laughs) You can, absolutely. Uh, In the corner, now that your attention is drawn, where was a vague uh, sort of uh, non-discernible... My God! It's Aragorn! (laughs) Oh my God, I knew it! Uh, Vico Mortensen in this bar? (laughs) What are you doing here? He's like, "Ah, I just broke my foot. Uh, (gasps) I saw that scene. Uh... (laughs) From the corner, what was a non-discernible space, there appears to be a skull. And as the voice continues, you see the teeth moving uh, somewhat in time. If you think that of him, what would you think of me and my perfect digestion? Why, what goes in comes right out. (laughs) That's a pretty good one. Thank you. Uh, You are, too. I'm a good one. Well, I hope so. Yes, sure. Benny from Halloween Town. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that's great. Well, all of you are, well, um, mm, uh, good, perhaps not the designated moniker, uh, but perfectly acceptable. Hmm. You seem to be in need of help. Uh, I could use a hand. Ha. Huh. Ha. Huh. <laughs> Do, does a, a skeletal hand not count as a hand? Or you you just he's just a skull? He's just a skull. That's awesome. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Disregard. It's a <clears throat> it's a bit far for me to have to pitch my voice if I go over and pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> to be or not. Nope, that's your line. <laughs> if you're gonna quote Shakespeare at me, I will put you down. 
Well, I've been put down. I put him down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I can help. Malice comes over and picks up the skull. You were saying. So this is how you get ahead in life. Okay, you it, really it need to stop get, with it, those jokes. It does get less funny every time. Brian, is this what you did today at work? <laughs> you After wrote- your crossword puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> just instinctively re- reaches up and grabs the skull and like tries to shove him into his stomach, oh. and he can't because that's not how his body works anymore. Honey, it's okay. It's okay. I'll okay. take him back. I appreciate the effort. Continue. So, is there any other part of this carnival, or is all of your notes just? Skeleton jokes. It's all puns. Okay. We can't leave <laughs> we this cannot room, guys. Leave this bar. <laughs> I'm gonna keep you here for a real long time. No. All right. Um as you uh by the way, try to forcibly shove him in your stomach, he's like, No, 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 not back here again. I don't want to go here. Up, up, uh, ah, thank you, thank you. Uh, I gotcha. I knew that you would have one. So. I have to have a skull in here somewhere. <laughs> I was Ryan is hand. now actually holding a skull in her hand. Um, nice. Not a real one. Clarification, yes, this is a fake skull. So, you seek the necromancer. Yes. Uh, that That's kind of the goal here, isn't it? Well, for some people. Uh, most people will enter, die a bunch, go in debt, and then leave. And why are you here? Well. Did you die a bunch? No, I, I died once. Uh, it's usually all it takes. It, it, well, it seems like it didn't take. How was it? Well, you know, um, other than there were these fields, right? Uh Fields of endless wheat, which is strange because I grew up a Protestant. Do you know what a Protestant is? Have you seen me? No, honey. Uh, Well, neither do I. But... (laughs) 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 It's teeth chatter uh, in mock laughter. I just imagine. It's okay. So, fields of wheat? Uh, yes. Um, well, I think it was wheat. It, tall, gold. There Could was corn? Oh, I hope not. It does never go away. It doesn't, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> it's something you and I have in common. We we both can't digest corn. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Lord. about death, though. May I be excused? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fr- friend, what what can we call you? Oh, um. Well, you can call me whatever you like. I used to go A by. <laughs> He looks dejected. <laughs> it's empty eye sockets somehow shrinking in sadness. Bob. Oh. You can call me Bob. Fitting. Just Bob or was it like Robert or? No, no. Bobbert was... it is. <laughs> Bobbert. Perfect. Hmm. Bobbert. Bobbert. That's fine, I suppose, if you... Have to give me a nickname. Nicknames are supposed to be shorter than the name, but hey. Okay, know. we'll call you Ob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I was saying, what was I saying? You were talking about death, but we're still not to that point, so I guess the necromancer part 
Death Necromancer? Uh, well, they go hand in hand, don't they? I would well, assume. This one, I suppose, it's more like hand and, well, fist? What do you call something that has domain over it? It doesn't matter. Uh, Necromancer! So you want to know where he is? He's in the tower. We already figured that out. Well, yes, that's the easy one. Uh, but you see, uh, the Necromancer is not just in the tower. He is everywhere. Omniscient. Well... It more like, uh, imagine if you could. If you were to split yourself up. Why are you holding me like this? No, <laughs> hey, keep me balanced. Ah, thank you. I get very seasick. Oh, no. <laughs> imagine, if you will, that you could split your spirit all over the place. It'd be fun, right? Fascinating. Like crux. <laughs> oh, God. No, Split, splitting yourself. Yeah. He just, Brian just winked, so. He winks a lot. So your eye twitching? <laughs> Too much coffee. That's what a whole pot of coffee does. Lose, I can kind of do that. Sort of spread myself out. Ah, yes. The ooze has a point. Well, actually, he doesn't. Because he's round. He doesn't have any So the necromancer points. scattered about. Ooze, no points. Understood. We, okay, we already have talked about the ooze's body enough. We've learned from it. Let's Are you body forward. shaming? I am not. I'm no. Ob. You're very right. I'm very sorry. You get used to it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you come in, you're like, I can see things inside of you floating there. And it's like, yeah, normal for me. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Halloween Can we get another is just bad right now. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Malice whoop, just, whoop, whoop. It's perfect. Malice it. just goes up to the bar and goes, another grilled cheese. I'm <laughs> sorry I said anything. I have no room to talk. I, it, I'm sorry. All the servers are in the back room. God, but yeah. damn it. Um, you can knock on the door. I'm going to go make a grilled cheese. <laughs> Do you open the back door? Bob, what's in the back door? The gay part of me says yes to open the back door, but I'm questioning it. <laughs> well, I think everyone does at first. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get. <laughs> this bonus episode is going to be seven hours long and very boring. Oh, God. All right. Back door. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well. Boss, uh, what's in the back door? Well, you see, all of those servers, they went in there to um, feed their master. Who is their master? Well, uh, his name is awfully hard to pronounce. Okay, what is their master? Oh, dear. So, uh, I believe, and um, pardon me, I'm not quite used to this, no tongue at all, uh, but... Uh, I believe it goes something like Say it, don't spray it. Well, you asked. That that's what it is? That's no, that's its name. I asked what? You said it was hard to pronounce the name. Well, I... It, mm, I don't know. It's uh, it's some sort of entity. 
I'm a talking skull. I don't know everything. Do you know things about the attractions here? Should we be... <laughs> Stop! Plor! Trying to put me oh in your god. body! Oh my god, okay. This is a different kind of body Doctor, shaming. Doctor, would you like to hold him since you're talking to him? Yes. There you go. <sighs> Bob is going to sit on Doc's shoulder for the rest of this. Okay. How tall is uh, Doc? Five ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice view from up here, boss. So the necromancer. Yes. Uh, so to um, meet him, you have to impress him. And how do we impress him? Well, you attractions. You win them. What is this attraction? Did I win anything by drinking a drink? Well, no, but it's not quite done yet. You see, in just a moment, they're going to, and it's at that point, <laughs> the door opens, and the smiling devil returns, along with five other cohorts and servers. Apologize for that. Wrong voice. Damn it. If they sing happy birthday, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> No way! (laughs) (sighs) They were really gonna sing happy birthday? (laughs) They come out! (laughs) Happy, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday! The last server. There's no (laughs) The last server. server comes out with a cake. It looks to be an angel food cake. It has uh, carved out eyes and raspberries replaced and teeth that they've made out of strawberries. And there are several candles in it. Bob, is it your birthday? It is, boss. (laughs) Can I throw Bob at the cake? (laughs) (laughs) You have to pull it off his shoulder, but you can't. I just... Oh no, I want to <laughs> <laughs> put Bob's face in the cake. <laughs> I would like to place Bob's face in the cake. Is it is it close to the scale of his cause I would love for the for the raspberries to end up in his eyes? He's taking the skull and just slowly pushing slowly, it into slowly. the center of the cake. As though meant for it. (laughs) Plorp, this must be very satisfying. (laughs) It's a very familiar feeling in our (laughs) (laughs) You're right, it is warm in here. (laughs) This is how we all go to hell. The party pushed the skull, specifically Mm -hmm. Doc, and no, Plorb, excuse me. Doc did it. Uh, Into the cake. And as you do so, uh, the raspberries form little pupils in the skull's eyes. And now he has teeth, uh, are covered in strawberries. Excellent. The devils. Oh, do you want to eat some of the cake? No, it's Bob's birthday cake. Yeah, he's kind of touched all of it by now. Well, you're supposed to share. I wouldn't... I Well, it's, you know... I'm awfully hungry. 
<laughs> Back in he goes. <laughs> Open your mouth this time. <laughs> You're sure you don't want the cake? No, it's for you, Bob. It's for your birthday. Bob's like, this is perfect. This is everything I've ever wanted. (laughs) For his mouth filling increasingly Uh. with cake, the devils say, but do you want cake? Say the devils. I, you might want to have some. No. Can I roll? I I just ordered a drink and I got my drink. Still working on that grilled cheese. They seem to be tensing up, getting increasingly irate. Their tails that you hadn't seen until now begin moving. Like a good Whipping back, forth. It's made to be shared, says the devil. I'm sharing it with my good friend Bob here. <laughs> we are getting joy from him having his mouth very full. Bob, you may have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> At that, we end. <laughs> the de- we should probably. Uh, this just no. goes down here from here, guys. Yep. Then he'll. Uh, the devils with a whip crack. There's a change. The master ask that you eat it. Um. May I ask why? What does the master get out of us eating a cake? Plurps. It wasn't even made for us. Plorp slowly takes off the circlet. Mm-hmm. Questions are unnecessary. But if you must know, he gets plumper food. Mm-hmm. There is nothing appealing about thin plank like personages as yours and with that y'all roll initiative hooray hey Ooh. Oh. So. Uh, doc's initiative is 12 23 You'll go first. There are six devils in the room spread out in a semicircle around you. Well, that's not how I remember it. Ha <laughs> ha! I believe I recall only one devil being in the room with us. Rolls my D100. Oh, God. Three. <laughs> <laughs> With malicious laughter. (laughs) You're right, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. There were ten. Jeebus. And their dogs. So now, there are ten servers and two devil dogs creeping in the room. Well, I tried. The room, now that we're in this situation, just to be clear, is around 60 feet. Uh, The devils are about 15 feet from you in a semicircle. However, now that there are 10, as there always has been, you have six in the circle and four standing behind them. They all seem to be holding some sort of carving knife. 
and behind them are two dogs. It's arranged almost like a frowny face. Gross. I would like to rage, please. <laughs> uh, you can do that. On your turn. On your turn. But yes. In advance. I'm already pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm preemptively raging. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's my secret cab. I'm always angry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Terry, lead us off. You are first. You beat all of them. Mm, I don't know. I'm just gonna bonk. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you bonk? All right. I pull out my great sword and go to hit the one holding the cake. Okay. That's the closest one. He's 11 to hit. That unfortunately does not hit. Okay. Well, then I would like to try and swing at the one beside him. You swing both times at the same one, but you can do that too. Oh, I rolled the same thing. Ew. <laughs> that sucks. Thank you. All right. Uh, I believe 17 was the next highest being. I would like to rage, and then I would like to use my whip, please. Sure. On the closest victim to me. Okay. Uh, that is right next to you. Uh, well, I should say not right next to you, but... About 10 feet away. You have 10 feet reach. Feel free to roll to attack. 17. A 17 will beat their armor class. And then I hit with a four plus four. So eight slashing damage. Oh, you rolled a four? Yes. Plus the two from the rage. So Uh, so you do 10 10 damage. Yes. Um, Then I would like to use my whip again. All right, go for it. Roll again, please. 19. And then... 10 again. Nice. That's what you get for body shaming skinny people. Unfortunately, our next highest roll was a 13, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or 12. Yeah. So a few devils go in between. Four devils move simultaneously with uh, whip-like speed. Um, for the sake of expediency, we will be using multi-group rules. The short version is um, how they effectively work is depending on what your armor class is, there you have a certain bonus to hit, depending on how many they have, they hit. In this case, what is your armor class? Mine? Yeah. Uh, 13 because yeah. of my mage armor. Kind of sucks compared to everyone else. Yeah, but uh, it's better than nine. But also, you're not at the front, so I don't know why I'm talking to you. I was like, uh, uh, sorry. Would I not be? Because I was shoving his face in the cake. Mm. Yes, you are. See, my own mental picture is getting messed up here. I'm so sorry. Uh, however... The devils are moving simultaneously. Um, they split their attacks between Nyx. Is that how you say it? Yep. Right? They split their attacks. You are attacked twice. Okay. What is your armor class? Uh, 17. They both fail. That's what I thought. However, you were struck once, Doc as they bring their carving knife to bear against you. It does seven damage. Ooh, not terrible for the first four. Now moved in formation in front of you. Behind you, you see them preparing to move, but it's your turn. Um, How close are they all? They are um, about within a 20 feet grasp. There's only 30 feet between you and the rest of the room. How many of them are in a 10 foot? You could get 10 feet is two squares, correct? Uh, so you could get two of them right in front of you. Um, wait, how's a 10 foot? Is it a cone? Uh, it's a cube. 
Oh, 10 foot cube. cube. So that's actually, I mean, you could hit four of them with it. Could I move up closer to get more? I guess you could, if you were right on top of the one in front of you, you could frame it so that you turn off to your right and hit five. Okay. I'll try and get because they're in the semicircle. Five of them all in a cube. Mm-hmm. And all of them need to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. What is your save DC? <laughs> no, it is much higher. Yeah, because of my magic item, the rod of the pact keeper, my saving throw is a 19. So that's only one success out of the five. Okay. So four of them um, are frightened by me. Yes, it cannot <laughs> willingly move closer to you. And does have disadvantage on all attack rolls while its source of fear, you, is in its line of sight. Okay. That's pretty good. Four of them now have disadvantage on attacks. Yeah. So I'm going to, hopefully they can't do attacks of opportunity on me if I move away from them. There's only two of them that can. They both have disadvantage. Okay. I'll try and move away. Okay. That was my um, fey presence. Well, they don't hit. Cool. Yeah, that's the cool thing about disadvantage when they Those roll. Four of them can't move nearer to me, which is also nearer to the party. That is true. That brings us to Plop. Plorp, I mean. Plurp. Thank you. <laughs> Plop. Plop. It's so I knew it was, <laughs> I knew I was going to do that at least once, okay. so we've got it out of the way. All right. So I think Plorp is just going to, uh, they're going to reach into themselves and just pull out a great axe and just go at, uh, one of the devils. Cool. Give us a roll. All right. Get him. That is a 16. That's a hit. Cool. So that is nine damage. Okay. Okay. And then I'll do a second attack. Ooh, 12. That is not a hit, but almost. You feel the axe whiz just by as they dart artfully out of the way. So you miss with the second, but you strike with the first, carving a sp- a uh, hurting him, mm-hmm. <laughs> hurting him real good. Hurting but, him. but a big old chunk in mm-hmm. him. Unfortunately, there are six devils to move and two dogs who advance around you. Two of them cannot get closer, but the other four do, and they reach uh, and encircle Nix, and all four attack. That's not the way I remember it. Ah. Um, I think they were coming after me, not Nyx. Okay. Okay. Roll for it. 23. So that, the narrator, smiles. I think I remember that too. And now you have four surrounding you, attacking you. And my 18 armor class. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. So they have to roll. Let's see. Yeah, so um, only one of them can hit you and the other has to Very roll. Good. So multi, just so you know, how multi um, <clears throat> or mob attacks work. Uh, a very short version is there is a chart. And if, for example, a creature needs to roll a 15 to hit your armor class, that requires four attackers to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, if it requires a 13, it would take three attackers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's a nice nifty chart. Check it out. Very useful because that's going to make this combat way faster now that there's a fuck ton of people. All right, let's go. So you get hit once. Okay. You don't get hit the second time. Out of the four, the dagger strikes unerringly, slipping into ooze. Pulling out, you leak a little. 
Seven damage. <clears throat> the dogs move forward. They. You know what? Let's be fair about this. There are four of us. No one is an evident prey yet. They're going after. Why do I forget your name again? Uh, Malice. Malice. I don't know why that name is so hard. It's perfectly in theme. Uh huh. They approach Malice. Bring it. Woof. Good doggy. All right. Two bites from the first dog reach out, tearing into your flesh. What is your armor class or attempting to? Uh, 13. Tearing into your flesh. <laughs> Ooh, that is a rough one for a fighter. All right. Um, so that's going to be... That's going to be uh, 15 damage. Mm. Hold it. Hold that for one second. I think because you are raging, you take half damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's why. Okay. You, yep. Okay. So round it up then, correct? Yeah. Round it up. So seven. Mm-hmm. The second dog attacks. For those keeping track, yes, that is two attacks per dog. Second dog somehow manages to miss on one, but succeeds on the second. Scoring eight. Can I do Hellish Rebuke instead? Oh, uh, you can use one reaction to do Hellish Rebuke. Sure, sure. Okay. I would like to do that now, please. Um, so that's I'm gonna point at Doggy and uh surround Hellish Flame 2d10. Go for it. Okay. 3d10. Three. Aha. Three D ten. Six, eight, and six. You reach a finger rebuking it. Fire surrounds it and it emerges unharmed. Mm. They're not only resistant to fire damage, they're immune. They're devil dogs. I had to double check, but in fact, yes. He's probably like, y'all have fireball. I'm going to make a bunch of devils. There was some considerations that you are a level seven party. Mm-hmm. 